you know, if you really want to get kind of to the kind of more technical side, the bigger the bandwidth pipe, the more customers you can serve, right? So right. the cell companies use five. This particular competitor um, uses 10. And they would use 10 to serve multiple customers. That's the trick. That we're just using an incremental number as a, as a big number. And folks go, ooh, 10 gig. <laughs> wow. Welcome to Connected Conversations, the official podcast of Kosciuszko Connect. Kosciuszko Connect is a subsidiary of Kosciuszko REMC. Since 2021, we have been providing lightning-fast, reliable, fiber-to-the-home internet service to rural portions of northern Indiana. On Connected Conversations, we talk about fiber internet, technology, community, and how to navigate the digital world in which we live. I'm your host, Andrea Melton. Thank you for connecting with us today. Welcome back to another episode of Connected Conversations. We took a break from the podcast for a couple of weeks as we had a lot going on around here at Connect. Uh, Some employees attending work-related conferences and some vacations and things, but we are so glad to be back for this new episode, which we are calling Competitors' Tricks Disguised as Treats. And I'm very happy to have Kurt Barkey, our VP of Technology and Broadband, back in the studio for this very revealing episode. Happy Halloween, Kurt. Happy Halloween. Are you a Halloween fan? Are you into it? Uh, No, no, I'm I'm not. (laughs) Not overly? (laughs) No, there's a lot of extra effort there, and there's not a lot of time in the day. So I I enjoy the lights. Uh, We have an employee here, Adam Churchill, who is the... Uh, I think it's called Warsaw Light Show on Facebook, and he does the oh. the whole like animated lights with with songs. He does it at, at Halloween and, and Christmas, and that's pretty cool. That is so cool. So Adam does that. Yes. Yeah, I'm still kind of new, so I'm yeah. learning these things yeah. as the year goes on. Yeah. Awesome. So I think you can just look up Warsaw Light Show on Facebook and go out there, and it's set to music, and the lights dance around in his yard and his neighbors' houses. It's pretty cool. Fantastic. Yeah. I'm gonna be checking that out. Yeah. Well. Kurt, here at Kosciuszko Connect, of course, we pride ourselves on our quality, lightning-fast, fiber-to-the-home internet service that we provide. We also pride ourselves on our local customer service, our fair pricing, and our transparency with our customers. But one thing I know to be true is that here at Connect, we kind of get frustrated with false and widespread misleading claims that tend to be made by our, quote-unquote, big competitors. Sure. So to start our conversation about competitor tricks disguised as treats, I'm going to start with what was always my personal biggest headache when it came to the big competitor service that I had for many years before I moved here and started working at Kosciuszko Connect and got our fabulous fiber internet service. And uh, that would be hidden fees and price increases, contract length and early termination fees, and uh, just general customer service issues. So Um, I used to have to call our competitor every six months like clockwork and basically fight and scream and claw my way through the phone tree to speak to someone about my why my monthly bill suddenly increased significantly without warning. And it's not like it was a seven or $11 increase, you know, 20, 30 or $50 all of a sudden. Um, And there could be various reasons for that. Of course, people sign on to a contract and it expires, but sometimes it, it seemed just to happen for no reason. And I know that that's a common complaint. And while we can't 
predict the future, I would say, when the time comes and we do have to increase the price of our service. I guarantee that we will not do so without letting our customers know in advance. 100%. Yeah. I mean, you're you're in that department, right? That that handles that communication with with all of our customers and our and our members and um yeah, we'll we're we're transparent. You know what we're going to do when we're going to do it. We'll let you we'll let you know. Right. And when it comes to our service, so I have some uh, mailers here from some of our competitors. Sure. And we talk about these these contracts that people get themselves into and and what the actual details are about the pricing in the contracts compared to what's advertised. This one, for example, internet and popular TV, $50 a month for two years with uh, a one-year contract. But then if you take the time to go to the reverse of the flyer and look at all of the additional uh, terms and everything and, and small type, it tells you straight out that these other applicable charges are possible and subject to change during and after the term contract. So even yeah. if you enter into that contract, um, you know, they tell you right there that they can still change those terms yep. during the length of mm-hmm. your contract. Yeah. It's, nothing's a guarantee. Nope. So absolutely, I and I know many people have had their own experiences with poor customer service and also um, misleading claims in advertising and in contract terms. When it comes to more uh, technical elements of your internet service, that's where I think you will be very helpful to me in uh, providing some examples about these tricks that are disguised as treats. And I found a really interesting article. It's on a website called thestreet.com, which is a technology and digital related um, information. And so the headline on this article is about a big competitor, one of the big ones, and that it's an internet service designed to mislead customers. And this article was written by Daniel Klein. So I'm quoting this article here. This is nothing that is from my mouth, but I appreciated this description. It starts off, imagine if you order a product, it's called the Bacon Triple Mega Burger from a fast food chain restaurant, and they bring you your sandwich, and it's a single patty and like one little wimpy slice of bacon. So there's nothing triple or mega about it. And like any customer who ordered that would be pretty mad, right? They would not be happy with that sandwich. And that's because people understand all the words in that non-existent cheeseburger's name, bacon, triple, mega. Um, But when it comes to phone and internet service, however, most consumers don't actually understand the difference between 4G and 5G wireless networks or that 10G, Mm -hmm. when it applies to internet service, actually means something different yeah. altogether. This so, is technical. It's it, it can be it can be hard. So can we talk about that a little bit? When the big competitor advertises their 10G, so why is that not why are they not saying what, what it actually is? And well I think they're I mean you have and and I can tell a story too. I, I just answered a, a question for Sarah. She had gotten something uh, earlier this week. So we can go back to that about about you know, does our internet handle five five G? Which I find is an interesting question because there's a couple things there. But let's go back to the, the to the ten G thing, right? So, I mean, it kind of ties into the five five G a little bit, right? So you've got you've got a you know all the cellular providers now. Then the next wave of of cell technology is is five G and and the speeds, and it's going to be way faster than 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 four G. And 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 to be completely transparent, like we were talking about, cellular technology is not my area of expertise, but 
basically the bigger that number is, the faster that you're going to get that data downloaded to your device, right? And so I think in this in this particular instance where you have a, a competitor saying, you know, we offer 10G service, I think that's what they're doing, right? They're correlating that 5G to 10G because clearly 10 is bigger than 5. And you know what? To be honest, you know, we can serve 10G to our customers if we wanted to. However, it's not affordable to the residential consumer, nor does the residential consumer really need that much bandwidth uh, yet today, right? And in the future, they may with things like AI and machine learning and some of this other stuff. But today, you know, one one to two gig home services, which is gigabits per second, mm-hmm. um, is perfectly fine and, and, and will do everything that you need it to do. So... I guess another way to, to talk about this is we're a lot bigger than 10 gig, um, but we would use a 10 gig connection to serve multiple customers, right? And so, you know, if you really want to get kind of to the kind of more technical side, the bigger the bandwidth pipe, the more customers you can serve, right? So right. the cell companies use five, this particular competitor um, uses 10 and they would use 10 to serve multiple customers. That's the trick that we're just using an incremental number as a, as a big number and folks go, Ooh, 10 gig. <laughs> wow. Right. When really it is not a, a reflection of the speed Correct. or the, the power. Correct. Not related at all. Yeah. Yeah. Cause I mean, 10, if you want a 10 gig at your house, you're going to pay thousands of dollars a month for for something like that right and that's just not feasible for the normal homeowner uh you wanted to show me uh, a commercial that you saw just over the weekend that has to do with this very same topic that we are discussing so um we're gonna look at it now it says 10g whole home wi-fi right and you see the router and then there's these like light waves that are spreading throughout the house and property and I think there's also like a club beat in the background, like I'm ready to go to the dance club. And then it says again in neon lights, 10G, mm. whole home Wi-Fi. Yeah. Pretty impressive, huh? Yeah. It seems <laughs> seems like something I want, <laughs> yeah. right? Uh, yeah, absolutely. And, you know, this is, you know, when we're talking about this topic about, you know, tricks tricks or treats. And when I saw this and, and you told me that this was the topic that we were going to be discussing today, like this is this is perfect for that, right? Because there is truth in what they say, but there is also um, not truth in what they say. And and to get a little technical, but not too terribly technical, um, you know, when I first saw that, I was like, okay, so uh, this particular company says that you can have 10 gig whole home Wi-Fi. You know, what what does that actually what does that actually mean? And I think for the regular consumer, they're gonna they're gonna look at that and they're gonna say. Well, I can have 10 gig speeds through throughout my home. And absolutely. Uh, that is what that commercial indicates to me. Right. Like 10 gigs, Wi-Fi in my home. Yep. And <laughs> and it's I, when, when you then uh, you have to dig deeper on these things. Right. And and you have to kind of know what you're you're talking about. And and they're relying on the fact that either a you're not going to dig deeper or the average consumer is not going to understand what it is that they're talking about in, in their ad. And so what it, what it really means is, is on the back of that, that device that they are selling is a, a WAN port. WAN stands for Wide Area Network, and that's what any service provider connects into to give you that, that connected service inside your home, whether that's you know, through um, your network with cabling or through, through Wi-Fi. 
And so that's where that 10G comes from in this particular instance is that device can consume 10 gigs worth of internet service or bandwidth, um, which here again, we talked about earlier, like most people aren't going to either need 10 gig, like residential customers aren't going to need that, right? Right. And so that's, that's the issue, right? So they're saying 10 gig, which is true but it's not 10 gig Wi-Fi in the home, right? So the device can consume that, but it's not necessarily propagating that out on the Wi-Fi. Um, it is a Wi-Fi 7 device. It is, it is the latest and greatest that is, that is available out there. Um, but with all Wi-Fi and, and even with, with our devices, um, you need to make sure that your devices are compatible with, with Wi-Fi 7, Wi-Fi 6, whatever the case may be. Um, and that's a whole nother topic on why Wi-Fi is good or bad and the devices that make that work and, and, how, and how that goes. But in general, you need to have a device that's compatible with the speed that you're, you're having to gain those speeds that that Wi-Fi is doing. And so just as a whole, this ad is very much um, a trick. A trick. And it's Halloween weekend, right? Um, you described the flashing neon lights. They are purple, a very traditional <laughs> Halloween color. And so I just, you know, when I saw that, it just, it frustrates me that, that companies uh, do this, right, for, for those dollars. And it's not a cheap product, right? It is, it is extremely expensive. Um, most residential customers are not going to be able to afford something like this. And I don't know. It's just kind of a, it just, it just, I don't know. It made me mad this weekend, right? Like it was like, this is a perfect example of a big company uh, using their marketing power to confuse consumers into something that they uh, don't necessarily need. And that's, that's not what we do here. Nope. It sure isn't. And that's why we're here delivering the message and kind of unveiling that and hopefully um, informing our, our customers yeah. and listeners. Yeah, for sure. Absolutely. So when we think about other tricks that competitors use, but maybe describe as treats, data caps and overage fees come up. Some providers may offer what appears to be a high-speed plan, but then impose data caps. And then if users go over that, um, they might have extra charges on their bill or their speeds are, are slowed. Yeah. Can you talk about that? Sure. So... Um well, first of all, we don't have any any data caps uh, for for us, right? So, I'm trying to think of a good simplistic way to explain this, right? So everything uses data, right? So whether that's one meg, two meg, three meg, up to whatever, and and I think that's just a ploy to get more money from the customer, right? Because if you've if you've designed your system appropriately, you should be able to handle what your customers want to do, and which we have, right? And that's the beauty of, of what fiber is compared to copper, right? There is no threshold there for what we, we do. You know, if, you're, if we tell you you're going to get a gig, you know, outside of the technology limitations, you're going to get that, you're going to get that gig or that 500 or that 100, whatever the case may be. And so that's just another, like, that's just another way to get some, some more money in their pocket to, um, you know, to, to serve you. And it's, and it's frustrating. Yes. So I also read that uh, providers might exaggerate their coverage maps. Um, a lot of <laughs> circumstances where they indicate service availability in areas where they actually have limited infrastructure, and it can leave, um, especially rural customers, 
underserved. Is that something that you know to be happy? Oh yeah. So, I mean, a lot of this, a lot of this broadband funding that's coming out is, is based on uh, FCC maps, right? The federal communications commission. And, and we're new to this, right? So here again, full disclosure, uh, we're, we're learning as, as we go. But my, my indication is, is that, you know, everything is done by, by a census block or a census block group. Well, if that, if that company can provide you one customer in that block or that block group, then that whole block or block group is served with that particular speed. Ah, okay. Right. So that's, that's the trick. And then when you call in for service, they're going to go, yeah, no, we don't, we don't have, we don't have service there. And most consumers aren't going to know about the FCC block. We, we know about things like that because we have to report that. And I'll give them a little, the FCC, a little bit of credit. They're trying to fix that. They're trying to make it so that you're actually servicing address points within that block or block group. Um, but that's, that's kind of the, the trick there, right? And it becomes extremely frustrating. You know, when we're, when we're going to go for funding to, to fund something, um, like it's going to, like if you go look at, at Indiana or just do a Google search for FCC broadband map, you will see that it shows that the majority of the United States is covered. But we all know as broadband service providers that that's not necessarily the case. And what is that level of service that, that the FCC has set as a standard, right? So, uh, yeah, so what ours, ours is accurate. We, we follow the rules. We, we, we say this is what we're serving in these areas. And uh, if it's not, uh, then we correct it the next time that we upload that data because that's something that we have to do on the regular with uh, the FCC. Very good. Very informative. Good yeah. to know. All right, Kurt. Do you have any other examples or things you'd like to talk about it when it when it comes to competitor tricks disguised as treats? Well, I think we've covered the big ones, right? We've talked about the 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 10G trick, um, the pricing tricks. You know, nobody likes to be surprised by that. And I guess kind of, you know, we'll go back to that that story that I had mentioned earlier about about the 10G. And I think sometimes companies try to confuse consumers um, so that they can get your dollar, right? Like there's, I mean, I saw something on, on Instagram last night where they were um, trying to make a band, bag of candy corn look extremely healthy for you, right? And just by <laughs> changing some wording, and none of it was false, right? It was all real stuff. And I think these, these big folks, um, these big giants as they were, uh, try to do that. And so in this particular example, we had a, a customer or a potential customer email in and, and wanted to know if our internet could handle 5G, Right. Well, there's there's two kinds of, of 5G, right? There's the cellular 5G that we get on our cell phones in certain areas in, in the county. And then there's um, 5 gigahertz, which is the Wi-Fi technology on, on those routers. And so the question was, is does your internet handle 5G? And I'm not too sure how I'm supposed to answer that because, well, yeah, it, it does handle 5G, right? Like if you've got a phone and you've tied it into your, your internet at your house to make phone calls, it's not really 5G, but it's that 5G is on your phone. So yeah, sure, we can help you make those phone calls to, yeah. to have, those, have those connections. Or are you talking about the 5 gigahertz radio frequency that delivers Wi-Fi throughout your home th- with, our, with our router, right? And it's, it's not the consumer's fault, right? They're not technology people. All they really know is, you know, are they going to take care of us? And is the price good? And is the service going to be reliable? Right which we do very well, like all three of those. And um, 
so you just got to kind of, you know, maybe educate yourself and, and do some, do some research or even, you know, email us or call us and we'll try to walk you through that. But in all those instances, yes, we do, we do support 5G, but I think in the, the correct answer to that is, you know, our router does do 5G, you will get those speeds on 5G, but there are some limitations. That's why you have the 2.4. We could get into a whole nother podcast <laughs> on, on that technology side of side of things, but right. Yeah, it's just, you know, just, I don't know. We're here in the community, right? And I think there's that, that, that provides a level of trust for those consumers in this community. And, and, you know, me as a consumer, I would much rather purchase locally. I would much rather deal with local. I would much rather, um, you know, have my business supported by folks that, that care, right? Because um, from my standpoint, you know, one of the most rewarding things for me is the fact that we get to do this for the community. It's, um, yes, we've got bills to pay, 100%. Everybody does. But we're here to take care of you, right? And we're not going to do these tricks and these treats, and we're not going to try to, you know, scare you into, you know, these long-term contracts or, or any of this other stuff. We, we do what's right for the customer. We do what's right for the business. And um, we do that, and, and I feel we'll be pretty success, successful. I agree. I'm glad we don't do those things as as an employee and as a consumer. I think everybody who works here is is proud to work here and for uh, an internet service provider who is not, you know, throwing out all those elaborate tricks. Yeah. So, great, great conversation. Yeah. And uh, thanks for coming in again. I appreciate it. And we'll definitely have to do uh, some more podcasting in the future and dive into some yeah. of those technical aspects that we can uh, yeah. share with our listeners subscribers and hopefully educate them and me uh as well yeah, i love doing it it's it's a it's a good way to get our message out without having to um type up paragraphs of text right like i enjoy, i enjoy this methodology of of knowledge sharing and talking about what it is that we do absolutely well thanks so much yep. and uh again happy halloween mm, happy and halloween till next time You've been listening to Connected Conversations, the official podcast of Kosciuszko Connect. From all of us at Kosciuszko Connect, thank you for connecting with us today.